It is Mara Sports Worldwide. Welcome to the show, Metro FM Radio 2000. And the WhatsApp voice note number, I'm glad so many of you have gotten used to it. And let me just quickly remind you, if you're joining us and you haven't been with us for the past two weeks or so, it is 060-708-0484, That is the WhatsApp voice note number. So use that exclusively right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide, and you'll get all of your messages loud and clear. Make sure the background noise is cut to a bare minimum, that the radio is off. All of those basics, and then we'll be able to hear your message loud and clear, and we'll prioritize that message, in fact, uh, because it's usually the very noisy ones or the radio playing in the background uh, that, unfortunately, they do not qualify for, uh, you know, radio quality um, procedures or standards or whatever you want to call it, but you get the drift. Uh, So let's keep it nice and clean, nice and tight, and let's enjoy the show. Thanks so much for all the voice notes so far. Let's move on to this issue. I did touch on it earlier. Uh, very briefly, and uh, that was all about the gesture that was widely applauded uh, in all of the football quarters. That's when Sundowns Football Club, Mamlodi Sundowns, as well as Stellenbosch FC, uh, their players stopped the game. Uh, they paid tribute to Anel Ngonga. That was back in December. Um, it's created somewhat of a so-called big headache uh, for the two clubs. Now, you and I will sit back and say, it was noble. And as noble as it was, we've now discovered that there was no permission that was given from the league to stop an official game. Now, they've both been hauled before the disciplinary committee. And after being charged for bringing the league, SAFA, CAF, and FIFA into disrepute, it's a bit of a, a dicey one. On the one hand, Uh, The purists will say that rules are rules and they should have followed them, but the sentimental brigade, on the other hand, might feel it was a human moment that went beyond the four lines of a football pitch. Now, whichever one you look at, I mean, I can even tell you free of charge that even if we either look at the rules or we look at a humanitarian side, There have been so many instances, and we've dealt with the PSLDC on the show on many an occasion. And they are not an authority that are very fair. They're not very consistent. And at times they take forever. You'll find an incident that happened in winter will only be presided in in the following summer. And that's not what you want to have. But let's listen to what I'm going to have now in terms of conversation because he was on the chairman's chair. When was it? Last week, in fact. Yeah, Rob Bernardi, uh, Stellenbosch FC CEO. He would have been a major part, an integral part of this DC. It happened while we were on air, in fact, last night. So that's why we couldn't give you an outcome because it ended just as we ended the show. Rob, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Rob Marawa. Um, yeah, thanks for inviting me. Um, I would hope that it would be a, on better circumstances, but I suppose these things do have to be discussed. And I'm yep. sorry I didn't hear your intro to the show, Rob, so I missed that entertainment. <laughs> yeah, we always try and, and, and put people at ease after a stressful day and just get ready for a very invigorating show. And, and don't worry. Hopefully you don't miss it tomorrow, Rob. <laughs> Quick one. Thank you for agreeing to chat to us. 
And I'm about three minutes away from taking a break. But just give us the lay of the land. When, when you got the notification from the league uh, that you needed to appear before a DC, they gave you the transgressions. Did that take you by surprise? Yes, Rob, I think it did take um, Sundowns and ourselves, uh, Stellenbosch FC, by surprise. Um, because it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the day or two after the match. It was a few days after that. And um, we thought we had done a good job and, and a good gesture, as you mentioned earlier. Um, and then to be to be all in front of the DC was was a bit of a surprise. The communication, and you were the home team. Just so that we give people a good reflection of what had happened, there. you were the home team. Sundowns had approached you, and you thought, "Oh yes, I mean, what on earth? Why not?" No, Rob. Um, it was the other way around. The match was at Loftus Fairsfield, and mm-hmm. uh, Sundowns were the home team. We were the away team. And Sundowns asked us if we would like to join in their celebrations to commemorate an, um, Anelia's life. And uh, we obviously agreed to all of that, which was, you know, wearing T-shirts in his commemoration, yes. doing the warm-up, and then um, clapping our hands on the 17th minute, which is his jersey number. Absolutely. And when we look back at that and reflect on it, and, and you're absolutely right, um, because I'm almost preempting what's about to happen next to Sundowns, and which will not involve you, thankfully, uh, because they've had the misfortune of losing two players back-to-back. Um, and we applauded, I think a lot of people in the, whether it was in the commentary booth or people in the media, they complimented Stellenbosch, because you didn't have to, but you did, because you understood um, what this was all about. Now, the decision, did it take long for you to decide on, Rob? I mean, did you have to go to higher authority to seek permission? Or did you, from a humanitarian perspective, say, we understand. When do you want to do it? Let's do it. Yeah, Rob, I think, you know, um, sitting back now after being in the, in the D.C. last night, and, it, and I must say it was, it, was, it was long and thorough, we finished after you. We started at 5 and finished just before 10 o'clock last night. Sure. But it was a good it was a good process, Rob. The, the 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 arguments were on both sides were were pretty solid, and I think we've come to a good outcome. Um, the league, I think, had to do something formal in this regard, and that was to charge us to to ensure that we go through the right procedures um, and really discuss this matter. Um, and we were obviously happy that the outcome was not guilty. Um, we can go into that into a bit of detail if you want, but mm-hmm. we were found to be not guilty of disrupting the game and putting the, the game and our broadcasters, etc., in disrepute. Into disrepute. Okay. I think let's hold it there, Rob, because that's why I want to come back from the break with uh, that match, obviously, in the 16th minute, the jersey number uh, of the said player. Uh, that's when the clapping began to commemorate his passing and obviously both of the clubs agreeing to that. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Rob Bernardi is my guest to reflect back on the ruling. Uh, and we're taking this because it could, in the long run, also affect other clubs. Rob Bernardi is my guest. We're chatting about the DC that sat last night. As you said, started at 5, finished just after 10 last night. And there was an outcome. They were charged for bringing the league into disrepute. And I think we were just about to touch on that, um, Rob. How were you, from your understanding, bringing the league into disrepute? Yes, the game stopped. You clapped hands. You commemorated. How was that a breach or 
bringing the league into disrepute? Look, obviously we all know there are laws around players and um, clubs, officials um, that would be uh, wanting to delay a match or disrupt a match for whatever reason. Um, and that could bring um, the league, the teams and the our partners, the broadcasters, etc., et into disrepute. I mean, you could delay a game and, and, and not be able to finish the broadcast, etc. So I think that was something that was that was discussed quite thoroughly. Um, and again, it was found that we were not guilty of, of doing that. The charges, if I'm correct, um, Rob, please correct me here, because at times it's difficult to get information. The days of Zalama Javu are gone, uh, where he would be willing to play the role that you're playing. So we deal with him as a PSL DC prosecutor. He was open. He was thorough. He was able to, you know, take very strong questions, you know, from people like myself. But he was always willing to give those. So, you know, it's a pity that that openness and transparency is not there anymore. And that is why I am really grateful because this conversation is not just a chat. It's also a learning opportunity for so many clubs and individuals across the country is that, when the initial charge came through, my understanding that there were three charges. Is that correct? Yeah, Rob, there was, there was a main charge and then um, subsequent charges, but it was all relating to disrupting the game and bringing the, the game mm. and the league um, and our partners into, into disrepute. But before the, the hearing started, wasn't one of those charges dropped? Um, Rob, there was there was one charge dropped, which is um, contravening one of the laws, and and um, I apologise, I don't have the documentation in front of me now. Not a problem. Um, but but one of the one of the charges was dropped. Um, you know, it wasn't. I can't remember what it specifically was about, but it was regarding the the laws of the game um, and disrupting the game. Mm. It, it probably had to do with the with the football manual. Um, because my understanding, again, is that there was no provision in the football manual at the time um, for this to be seen to be a contravention of anything. So if you date back to when the game was, uh, to when, let's say, an amendment uh, or a circular was sent out, that would have been after the fact, which meant that it was not applicable to this case. Yeah, I mean, Rob, that was one of the things that, that I think was a learning from this, this whole process is that we've got a very thorough um, handbook, um, the NSL, for, for all the 32 member clubs, um, which I think is, is, is a great handbook. Um, however, what we have learned through all these discussions now is that it doesn't detail in, in or it doesn't um, in, in sufficient detail what process clubs maybe need to go through to get permission for these specific types of commemorations, if I can call it that. Mm. Um, so that is the lesson that's been learned, is that we need to do that, and I'm sure the league will put that in place and make it very clear in black and white what can and cannot be done and how to actually get permission for these things. Because you can imagine if we set a precedent that you know teams are allowed to stop the game and clap hands for for anything that they decide on, um, it could become a problem. Mm. No, surely, I, I perfectly understood in terms of that. But if I, if I charge you, Rob, and I say you, you are charged, please come forward uh, because, you know, the rules of the, 
of the one party read a certain way, and within the football manual itself, um, you are then charged with facilitating what they would call promotional activities uh, taking place during the game, uh, which would impact uh, the game by causing a delay without the prior approval of the league, for example. So you cannot call that that happened a promotional activity. What were you promoting? Emotions? What are you? So for me, that becomes a little bit of a gray area. Yeah, correct. And, and, and Rob, actually, you reminded me there. I mean, that was the one um, that was dropped before the meeting or at the start of the meeting. The one alternate charge was related specifically to a clause in our handbook which um, speaks about um, marketing activations and getting permissions for those type of things. And the league's representative attorney decided that that was not actually applicable and dropped that at the beginning of the meeting. Yeah, because if if, if it involves, for example, the broadcasters like you alluded earlier, then, you know, the broadcasters would have also found faults in the beginning. But, in fact, they warmed up to it. In fact, the broadcaster had one of the pitch-side reporters uh, doing one of the links from one of the sideboards that was commemorating as part of the day's commemoration alongside a a visual of Anelengong, which meant that from the broadcaster's side, they were equally into that that was going on uh, on the day. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think it was quite clear. You know, if you if you watch the game and you and you look at the specific incident, you'll even you know you'll hear the broadcaster's uh, commentator um, you know mentioning what a fantastic uh, uh, um, sentiment it is and the, and and what the teams are doing and complimenting it um, while the match or while the match was stopped. So I don't. I, I I didn't from the beginning think that we brought the, the game or our partners mm. into disrepute at all by our actions. Um, I do believe that we need to get um, better guidelines in place for doing these things in future, and that is the lesson learned by all parties. But I certainly don't see how we just put put anybody in disrepute. If my memory serves me well, again, Rob, the match referee on the day, if he had objected, he would have done something other then take part because he himself was clapping. Yeah, I think that that was that was quite damning, you know, Rob. At the end of the day, um, all your 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 listeners now will will know this that the referee is in charge of a football match. Um, they they have the power to to restart games, to stop games, to discipline players, etc. Et and that to me was quite key. You know, the, as you say, the referee was also clapping hands. He did. Um, in his defence, he did say that he was incorrect in doing that. That he should have, if this if this was happened again, he would he would take different actions and maybe mm. restart the game or discipline m- the player. M- maybe just on that, Rob, mm. he he made no mention of that in his initial report as it being an issue. I think he was asked to resubmit a report so that he includes that as a mitigating factor. So in his first original match report, he didn't focus on it. He might have mentioned it, but he didn't mention it as something of an issue or something where he might have erred. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's Rob, um, you, you're correct. I think that's where the whole cross-examination process and one of the reasons why we carried on till just before 10 last night, um, there was a lot of cross-examination of the, of the clubs, uh, what our 
procedures and processes were on the day and the, and the pre-match meetings, and then also with the referee and their match commissioner, cross-examining cross, um, them. And, you know, then people maybe think through things a bit clearer and remember things. I think so, they were contradicting themselves, Rob. I think that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> they were contradicting <laughs> themselves. There were there were a few contradictions, yeah. That that that's correct, and I think that's what got us to the point where um, it was it was quite clear in the end that that we were not guilty of of doing something underhanded. That certainly wasn't the impression that was created. The clubs did um, inform via the report that we fill in at the pre-match. It was part of the pre-match meeting. That there will yeah. be something, yeah. It wasn't discussed in detail, in all honesty, Rob. So mm-hmm. that's what the referee and the commissioner were saying. But we we should have been more specific about what was going to happen at that point in time. I, I don't attend those specific pre-match meetings, so I can't give the exact details. It's a, it's a, match, it's a match commissioner's duty. That's um, right. That's uh, yeah. Right. So if a match commissioner at the time is not asking for the detail, he can't then ask for the detail when now he's being summoned into a DC. Uh, then that is a dereliction of his duty. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that's the, that's the lesson that's going to be learned. And that's why um, some more stringent directives that we can put in place with regards to this will help and, and, and this won't happen again. So what do you walk away with in terms of this? The, the, the case was shut after all of those hours of, of a meeting back and forth, and you know the league had to concede that, unfortunately, for this one. Um, you know they, they lose the battle, and uh, based on evidence that is presented and all the legalities, Rob, that have been brought forward, uh, that there wasn't much of a case here. Yeah, I think so, Rob. I mean, it, it only happened last night. So, to be honest, we don't have the official um, document yet. Um, I'm I'm sharing you, sharing my thoughts with you. Um, sure. But but that is that is the outcome certainly, and that will be put in writing. Um, and I I do assume that the league won't appeal it, but we will work together to to put better directives in place going forward. Mm, absolutely, Rob. I'm I'm glad that um, your team was not harmed in any way in terms of a uh, you know a dc uh, procedure perspective and i'm glad as well that sundowns were not harmed in any way uh, because i don't think any harm was meant Uh, the rules are things that the league itself needs to tighten up on yeah we all aware of a circular on the 3rd of december that was sent out post the event Um, so sometimes it's better to be um, not reactionary but be a little bit more proactive. And I think these are the lessons we learn in football as we go along. And um, I hope everybody's wiser moving forward, but I can almost see that after Anel Ngongo's sad passing, uh, that there would be a Madisha case that might follow up for sundowns, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm sure the illegal brains will, will be on top of everything. And we all learn, Rob. That's, we play football and we learn and we move exactly. forward. Exactly. And I appreciate your time, man. Sorry, I don't want to keep you long. You had long hours last night, so have an early sleep. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much, Rob. Rob. Appreciate it and, and, and enjoy the rest of the show. We'll chat soon. Absolutely. That's Rob Bernardi. He's a CEO at Stellenbosch FC. As he says, that that was a case from last night that was held. I believe a lot of voice notes as well.
This is Cape I'm so deeply worried about PSLDC, Robert. It's been years. I I still remember the stories whereby PSLDC always lost the case against PSL teams. I don't know who's bigger, who's who's not bigger. Our DC, PSLTC, I don't think is too strong, Matliputu. I don't think it's too strong. I can count plenty of stories, Matliputu. But because of the time, ah, where is Zolomachav? Zolomachav is still there, Robert. Where is Zolomachav? Hi, Aus Beverly. Uh, happy belated birthday. Hi, Rob. Uh, Chico Mdini. Robbie, it is quite sad and shocking that uh, honoring of an icon like the late Uanele Ngonga, Utata himself, uh, in his home country, people would be summoned to a disciplinary hearing. A guy was honored overseas where he played at Kank and was even um, uh, put in the Hall of Fame and the teams there were honoring his uh, contribution. But in his home country, teams are called into a DC. It's a shame and our league just shows that is in shambles, Rob. And yeah, we, what can we say? It's quite shocking and it's a joke. Uchiko, I'll listen on the radio. Thank you. Hi, Rob, it's the Boho here. Look, I do understand that rules are rules, but we should understand and be mindful and not take away the humanitarian aspect uh, and the fact that uh, Sundowns asked uh, uh, Stellenbosch to hold the match in order of an individual who served not only Sundowns but also served this country and the rest of the uh, of us in Europe and, and did exceptionally well, which is Anelangonga. Rob, we've seen these things happen. Uh, if we are a league that is competing at the international level, we've seen matches being halted uh, to honor individuals. Uh, and it, it wouldn't have been something unique in this country to have uh, not uh, sanctioned uh, both teams for uh, this uh, uh, kind gesture, Rob. And I think our league needs to be consistent. They need to apply the rules uh, uh, consistently across the board and not take sides because it seems like they are targeting sundowns in this uh, uh, in this uh, uh, manner, Rob. Thanks. Good evening, uh, Mr. Marawa. Mr. Marawa, I think the PSLTC, I don't know which planet, planet they are living in, but I think sometimes they need to show humanity, Mr. Marawa. We are not talking about someone who is still alive. We are talking about someone who tragically passed away in a car accident. And then there is a family issue here who I think they were very happy to see what they are complaining about happening at the sports field. Mr. Marawa, PSLTC is a disaster. Thank you. Good evening, MSW team and my fellow listeners. You know, uh, Rob, it's so unfortunate and sad at the same time because of the way that our PSL is operating. We, we need to move with the times, to be honest with you. And I applaud Stellenbosch, both Stellenbosch and Sundowns for doing what they did, to be honest with you, because it wants a vote. And I'm afraid 
they might be charged again. I mean, Sanders might be charged again for doing that, for for for, for posing and clapping for Madisha as well. Uh, some some of these decisions by our leaders doesn't they don't have that compassionate. To be honest, this is Lucy Joyce here. We live and direct from Pretoria. Hi, it's Abel from Denoton. My uh, question is, I, know, I just wanted to know, like, was everyone involved with that match on that particular day charged, uh, meaning the referee, the match commissioners, ETC, like, were they all charged or it was only a matter of the home team and the visiting team, both from my understanding as well. The referee had to stop the match for the uh, 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 for the uh, teams to, to commemorate or to remember the late Anele. So... For him agreeing to stopping the match, it means that he was also part of the guys who agreed to stop the match. So basically, how many people were charged all in all, uh, other than the teams that were playing? All right, plenty of those voice notes that are coming through, even on social media. Um, a big Sitlebo says that there was no need for the DC on this one. PSL should have looked at the match officials report and seek an explanation from both of the clubs. The league can't be brought into disrepute by paying tribute. Um, John Nathan says, well, the charge was a little embarrassing, even for me as an opposition fan, uh, but the PSL DC's conduct is a mirror image of a circus that the PSL has become, uh, where people trade in soccer teams uh, as if it is a stock market where people buy and sell shares as they wish. Um, All right, plenty of those that are coming through. Um, Oh. You know, sometimes I always say, what's the reflection? What is it that happens around... Uh, yes, if people talk about the rules that have to be applied, uh, whatever happened to humanity, where you hear something has happened to a player, maybe you're the league, are you there to police, or are you there to manage situations, to say, what can we do to help? What can we do to assist? I mean, always look, there's an international trend, but especially within the EPL, people going down, you know, fighting racism, maybe we might not be there, I don't know what the rationale is, uh, that, you know, people don't take the knee, we don't... There's, there's a lot of things you always question. We don't always bring them to the fore, but you, everyone has a brain, you use it, and you can always interrogate issues. And it always just bothers me at times to say, what is the irrational thinking at times that goes on? Uh, but I'm glad that this time around, a proper decision came to the fore. All right, let's make way. Royalties in the house. The news are pending. And Princess Anne Musa is at the helm.